Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic day today. hope everybody's staying healthy as always, and if you guys need anything at all, be sure to give us a call over here at healthmasters.com. Lots of different stuff going on as always, and be sure to check out the product of the week, the Muscle Blast Formula on sale this week until next Wednesday when you guys vote for what you want to see when next. Now, the first thing that I saw yesterday, and I thought this was uh, quite troubling, quite hilarious, and quite, (laughs) I guess, truth-exposing all at one time. Everybody, I'm sure, has heard the, you know, the issue that, you know, flip-flop Fauci has now contracted and tested positive for COVID, which I don't even believe. I think the whole thing's a total lie. And yet he's been double injected and double boosted and quadruple shot. I don't know. I can't keep up with these guys and their clown show. There aren't any injections anymore. But what's interesting now is apparently there has been a lot of documentation that has now had merged showing that Fauci and multiple other government regulators have been receiving millions of dollars in royalties from both Pfizer and Moderna for the COVID-19 injection. And Rand Paul, one of the only ones in the Senate that will actually call out Fauci, basically exposed him on this teleconference because Fauci, you know, allegedly is sick, so he can't go to the Senate hearing. He can only do, you know, an online Skype interview What was interesting about it, though, is Rand Paul flat out asked him, he said, are you aware of any studies that show a reduction of hospitalization or death for children who take these shots? And Fauci said, there's not enough data that is accumulated to indicate that's the case. (laughs) So Rand Paul comes back and he goes, okay, so there's no studies and Americans aren't being told that these shots have no efficacy when it comes to reduction of hospitalizations or deaths at all. And what he was doing was he was, he was getting Fauci into a corner, and Fauci walked right into it. And he said, so there's no studies on children showing a reduction of hospitals or death by taking a shot. The only studies that were permitted were the studies that were presented on antibody testing. So if you give a booster, you make antibodies. That's the only proof any of these studies actually show. There's no study that actually shows it reduces hospitalization or death among any children whatsoever. And then Fauci basically continues to say, well, if you make a booster, if you give a booster, it makes antibodies. And Rand Paul says, okay, so if you give 10 patients 10 more booster shots and it shows that they're making protein each time to make an antibody, are you going to start telling people that they need to get 10 boosters? And Fauci goes, no, I think that's somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. Well, that is the proof you're using, said Fauci. And I'll post this online. The whole, actually, you can watch the whole thing online. It's interesting. So I'm not going to take up a whole show on it. But what's interesting about it is Fauci just stepped himself into a giant hole because he's blatantly saying that the shots absolutely don't show any type of numbers with children that shows that preventing death or basically any type of hospitalization or sickness whatsoever. It simply showed an antibody response in these studies, which are now being used to purchase, pre-purchase a shot for six-month-old to four-year-olds that 49 states have now already pre-bought shots from Pfizer and Moderna. 
However, I told you guys yesterday, Florida is the only state that has not bought any vaccines. Pretty much from what I have read now, they've stated if independent companies want to go and buy these shots on their own, like Walgreens and CVS, they can do so. And I told you guys yesterday, it's not funny anymore when it's your money. Remember, Walgreens and CVS have already disclosed that they've thrown away like tens of millions of COVID doses that have now expired because nobody wants them. I think they said now upwards of the entire United States, like 80 or 90 million doses. And I did the math on it with how much money the United States has paid per dose, like $19 per dose. It's upwards, I think, of like $1.55 billion. We've literally dropped in a bucket and lit it on fire. $1.5 billion on these shots. And I said, it's going to be interesting to see now if Walgreens and CVS actually want to start having inventory carrying cost of these shots and how many shots they're actually going to start inventorying when it's not the taxpayer money that the federal government is forking out for these shots. So I really hope the state of Florida and DeSantis hold the line on this. They've already come out now with the Surgeon General, and they've stated that there is no recommendation even for 5- to 12-year-olds to be getting this shot, much less 6-month-old to 4-year-olds. But again... Fauci just completely showed everybody in this Senate hearing that the shot doesn't work. The shot does nothing at all, as he blatantly stated, except produce antibodies in a very, very short period of time in the research study. And then on top of that, refuses to even address the fact that he has received millions of dollars in royalties and will not disclose how much he's actually basically gotten. I was looking at some of the quotes as far as when they were discussing it because, you know, you can't find really hard numbers on a lot of this stuff right now because it's still so early. But one of the quotes that he blatantly said yesterday was when uh, Rand Paul said basically, um, do you, how much money do you know of have been paid out in royalties to individuals in the federal government for the COVID-19 vaccine? And Fauci's response was essentially, well, individuals that collect royalties are not required to disclose how much they receive. That was his response. So again, as I said for the last two and a half years, and so is dad, this entire scamdemic was designed to do one thing, well, actually two things, to try to exert as much control and domination as they could over the populace and build track tracing apps. And the second one was to create a giant currency transfer to the rich, ultra-rich that have followed basically the rule of law along the cabal and the Rothschild and all the banking cartel, while at the same time now, when doing it, the inflationary rate has dramatically grown to a rate we've never really witnessed before in any recent history, and it's only going to keep going up because of their policies that they have done. And at the same time, they've used an excuse to put sanctions on Russia as we're going to fight Russia, which in turn has absolutely ruined the entire world economy for the most part, considering how big Russia's exports are. So again, you got to realize who's actually doing it and realize why they're trying to hide it. And I said from the very beginning, Fauci was complete and total piece of crap, globalist banker boy doing their bidding. And now we're finding out he is going to be very, very wealthy after the end of this Plandemic, I guess, is coming to its final phase now, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, Fauci is so compromised, but as are so many other people involved with the CDC and FDA, and it's just, it's yeah. just the whole thing's a revolving door of just, of just basically backdoor payments and royalties, et cetera, et cetera. You could call them bribes if you'd like, and that's a good word for it. And, and this is what they do. They become super, super wealthy because they're being used as a cutout 
by the international banking cartels that own the pharmaceutical corporations. And, you know, and, and, it, and this has been going on for a long, long, long time in our country, you know, and it started back, you know, 100 years ago, 120 years ago, 150 years ago, when Darby put together basically his Bible, which brought Israel into the fold as far as in the end times. And then Schofield started pushing that particular Bible called the Schofield Reference Bible with its commentary. And then Samuel Untermeyer, who was a hardcore Zionist who wanted the rebuilding of the, the nation of Israel, basically wanted to make the Christians believe that Israel had to be included into the end times. So they put together the Schofield Reference Bible, and he introduced the basically Darby guy, and not Darby, but Schofield, to the people from the Oxford Press. And they printed this Bible, and they started sending it out to all the major universities and institutions of learning and all of the seminaries around the world. And then remember, this is the same guy, Schofield, you know, who worked, who worked, this same guy, Untermeyer, is the same guy who blackmailed Woodrow Wilson, who got brandished on the Supreme Court, who got us in the World War One, got us the Federal Reserve Act, and got us income tax. It's all tied together with the same group of people. And, and we, and once we understand that, we start to see the premise of this. And then in, after World War One, which is again started by the Rothschild banking cartel to basically bring Russia into a communist fold, to become part of the socialistic one world order, they developed a League of Nations, which completely and totally failed. And, and then, we, then they basically sanctioned Germany so bad, it precipitated World War II. So they saw what was happening. So they did massive, massive persecution against the Jews so they could have their own state. And so then they started Israel. Uh, on and on and on and on. We can talk about this whole thing. But Karen Rogers is a good friend of mine. This sends me a lot of good information. She sent me a video series uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I had a chance to watch it last night. And it's a four-hour video series. It's long. And I thought to myself, gosh, I mean, I hope this is going to be okay because it's going to be a, a whole evening to get through this. And it's the name of this video series is called Sacrificing Liberty. You know, it's a docu-series on the bombing of the USS Liberty by Israeli warplanes in 1967 on June the 8th. Now, I'm going to cover this today because I watched it last night. And by the way, the series was so stinking good. I mean, good, good, that I watched the entire four hours on one night, one sitting. And what made it so good is that they actually had news clips from the 60s when all this stuff happened. And the sailors who were aboard that ship were actually the ones who did the docu-series. They actually were interviewed repeatedly. There's about 30 of them that basically came in and basically testified. Now, the USS Liberty was a spy ship, a CIA spy ship. And what it was doing, it was right there off the coast with Egypt when that six-day war happened back in 67 in June. And what's interesting about this is they tied a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together as to why this ship was involved in this. Some people say, and this was not put into the docuseries last night, but I've read this also, that the Israelis had done a whole bunch of, how should I say, mass killings and machine gunning of a whole bunch of you know, people from Egypt. And they basically thought that the Liberty had caught this on audio tape because it was a spy ship because it had all these antennas all over it. And flying, it was flying a huge five feet, five foot by eight foot stars and stripes. It was about 12, 15 miles off the coast. But other people say that that was just obfuscation that was being used to cover up the real cause of this. Now, here's what's interesting about this. And I'm, I'm going to cover this because I want to go into detail about this. I've already told you multiple times how much I did not like President Johnson. He was a stinking pervert. He was a weirdo. He used to lay his genitalia on the table, I kid you not, and talk about well, you know, whatever. And he was a sicko. In addition to that, he was also a known, how should I say, philanderer. And he had himself a Mossad agent who basically was his, uh, how should I say, honeypot that had been put to him 
in the White House. And she went back and forth with him all the time, all these pictures of her by herself with him. And she was married. And her husband was also Mossad. She was Mossad. And they worked with Johnson. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Johnson foreknew that this war was going to happen, you know, in June of 1967, when the basically Israeli army was going to attack Egypt. Now, what's interesting about this is I was at camp. I was at Camp Rotary when this happened here in Auburndale. This is so many years ago. And I remember they even talked about bringing us all home from camp because they thought we were about to have a nuclear war. Now, let me stop here for a second. There's a whole lot more that happened with the ship Liberty than I was aware of. Now, what ended up happening was this. The USS Liberty was basically a spy ship, and it had been rushed into position because they knew the war was going to start, and they were going to use this ship like they did in the Gulf of Tonka the same year as a precipitating incident to create World War III. You think, wait a minute, Ted, you're stretching out way far. I'm not stretching out anywhere. You need to watch this video. I've posted the link to it on our website. You guys can probably find it for free online. And if I find a free video of it, I will go ahead and send it to you also. Uh, I'll post it also. But what happened is you got to watch the video because it's going to go into detail with personal testimonials. When the ship Liberty was attacked, they had about a dozen or so Israeli scout planes fly directly over the top of the ship. They were so close, they were afraid they were going to hit the doggone mass a couple of times. And they were flying to five by eight, five by eight feet, stars and stripes on the top. The entire ship was covered with, with antennas because it was a spy ship. The CIA is what it was. And, and what happened is they ran all these sorties over it and they found out all these vulnerable points. At that point, the Israeli military launched a whole bunch of fighter jets with bombs and machine guns, 50 caliber machine guns, and they attacked the Liberty. And their first sortie they did, they took down all the antenna. They knew exactly what to hit. They used the antenna's frequencies to tune their bombs in to go in and hit the antenna directly. And the Liberty basically had a couple 50 caliber turrets on it, but it was pretty much unarmed. And it just devastated the ship. Before it was over with, the Liberty had been hit 5,000 times. I, I can't even make this stuff up. 5,000 times it hit by basically 50 caliber uh, you know, armor piercing, uh, 20 millimeter rocket cannons. And finally, they, did, they couldn't sink the ship. They couldn't put enough holes in it to sink it. So they sent the Israeli torpedo boats out, several of them, and they launched five torpedoes at the Liberty. And four of them missed, and one of them hit the Liberty right in the middle. It hit the Liberty so hard, it picked the Liberty up out of the water and dropped it back down into the water, almost broke its keel. But because it hit a central I-beam, it did not. So many people died on the ship, it was unbelievable. And, and then they continued to strafe the, the boat. And finally, the Israelis launched a huge helicopter to come in that has had the, basically the ground forces on the helicopter to come in and kill the rest of the people on the boat. You can't make this stuff up. You've got to watch the movie and, and the, the, the series. And, and, you know, and remember, Johnson had worked with Israel to set this entire thing up before it happened. I told you the guy was a complete piece of garbage. He's the one who also was involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy, which used the Mossad, MI6, and the CIA to kill Kennedy because Kennedy did not want Israel to have any nuclear weapons. Johnson was all about it. So what ended up happening is the Liberty was that massively, massively attacked because Johnson set it up to be a precipitating incident because at the same time they were doing, remember, the Bay of Tonkin to create World War III. And what he had done is the Liberty – had already been – the ships in that region of the Mediterranean had already been put on high alert because they knew this war was going to start. They had been moved into position. And when this, when the Liberty was shot 
Johnson ordered that an aircraft carrier launch fighter jets with multiple nuclear bombs. I'm not making this stuff up. You've never been told this before. And the fighter jets took off with the nuclear payload to nuke Cairo, Egypt, to start World War III because the Russians had already said they weren't going to put up with it. And then other missiles were already set up to hit the Dome of the Rock in Israel in order to destroy that Muslim site so the Third Temple could be rebuilt. These guys are just unbelievable. And what ended up happening is the guy who basically was on the ship, who was a radio technician guy, crawled up the mast of one of the old towers that hadn't come down all the way and ran a coax cable to it because that antenna had not been functional, so it did not take a direct hit that had been tuned in. What they did, they could take the frequency that was being put out by these antennas, tune the missile to it, and would go and directly hit the missile. The, the, the missile would directly hit the antenna. But this one antenna had been shut down because it wasn't working right. He crawled up the mass of the last antenna and basically ran a coax cable from one of their transmitters, and they set out a SOS. Now, what happened, and the only reason this SOS got out, is because the Israeli military, okay, they were jamming all the frequencies on all the radios and all of the abilities that the USS Liberty had to call for help. And what happened is when they finally came in with another sortie with more missiles, they had to turn off the jammers so they get their missiles to, to locate. And when they did that, the Liberty called for help. And all of a sudden, it's like these other ships had already launched their nuclear payload towards Egypt, but the Liberty didn't sink. Now, the Liberty gets on the radio and says, Israel just attacked us. you got to watch the videos, guys. Israel just attacked us, and they're still attacking us. We need help. Well, at the same time, they were launching the, 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 these, 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 these planes. They launched a bunch of planes to come support the Liberty. Well, that threw a big wrench into the plans. Well, Admiral <laughs> – you can't even make this crap up. John McCain, the senior of John McCain, the piece of crap, senator, ended up basically stopping the planes and told them to come back and land, and he would not support the Liberty. The Liberty is supposed to be sunk. The problem is it said in the video – that the hand of God, the guy, multiple guys said this, the support had a huge hole blown in the side. It started to lift to the right, and it said the hand of God stopped it. These guys said this. The, guy, the, the sailors were on the boat said, there's no reason the ship should have rolled over, capsized, and we should have all been dead. And then to make sure they were all dead, they launched that commando raid with the Israeli helicopters, and then they see each other. And for some reason, it got called back off because that SOS went out from the Liberty. It was all set up to attack Egypt and to start World War III and destroy Cairo for the Greater Israel Project. Guys, you know, I knew the liberty. I knew a little bit about what happened to it, and I knew how horrible it was, but I had no idea. These sailors had then – they were taken like a five-day – had to take a five-day journey to the to – the, to basically Malta, to a port there. They were not met. The, the liberty did not sink. They stopped it. They did not think that Israeli stopped this attack. Then Israeli came in and said, oh, Washington, we made a horrible mistake. We thought it was an Egyptian trawler, so we attacked it. Total lies. It was flying a five-foot-by-eight-foot Stars and Stripes American flag on top of it. They did it to precipitate the attack on Egypt. When they could not sink the liberty, they had to stop the attack on Egypt, and the nuclear weapons were called back. That's how close we came in 1967 to a nuclear war. That's how close we came. And people say, well, I really thought it would be kind of cool to be living in the 60s. You don't want to be in the 60s. The same thing happened with the Gulf of Tonkin in 1967. All of this stuff was by that unbelievably filthy pervert Johnson. So Johnson, the following year, he straight comes up and he tells the people of the United States that he will not accept 
his nomination from the Democratic Party again that he's done. Well, he knew. Somebody knew. Somebody somehow got to the weirdo pervert and said, by the way, <laughs> if you do this, we're going to release all the information we have on whatever you've been involved in, and you're going to basically be destroyed and disgraced for the rest of your life. That's my opinion on why he didn't run. Now, he said it was a whole bunch of other reasons, but I'm not going to – I don't believe him because this guy's a liar. But he had the Israeli honeypot Mossad agent who he was, I guess, having fun with, and all of this stuff was tied together with Israel again and the, and the purchasing of nuclear weapons from us and all the other stuff. Johnson was all involved in all of that. But this is what we have to understand. Now, let me say something to you about John McCain. John McCain Sr. is the one who stopped the support of the Liberty because he wanted that ship sunk. He was an admiral. Now, about 21 days later, on June the 29th of 1967, his complete and total, forgive my language, we're going to call him a POS, piece of slime. Does that work for everybody? His piece of slime son, John McCain Jr., decided that he was on the USS Forrestal. He was a fighter pilot, and he decided to do a wet start on his engine, on his jet engine, which throws a huge fireball out of the back of the engine. Well, he did that. Just, just showboating is what he did. Now, that's not the way engines are supposed to start on a jet. They're supposed to have air flowing through them before you introduce the fuel. So you get the engine spinning, creating fuel and air before you put the fuel to them, and that way you ignite it, and it doesn't cause a giant flame to blow out of the back of the jet engine. But you've got to bring it up to 10 to 30% of RPM speed before you start it. Well, he just didn't do that. He flooded the engine with jet fuel. Then he cranked it up, hit the starter on it, blew a big, huge flame out the back of it. It ignited a bomb on another plane behind him that detonated, ended up killing. 21 people ended up dying. I'm sorry, 124 ended up dying. 161 were injured. 21 aircraft were destroyed and $72 million on the doggone aircraft carrier and basically almost sunk the ship. That's what McCain did. And his father, the same general who had based it, the same admiral who had covered up the Liberty three weeks earlier, covered up with McCain and made sure he didn't get court-martialed for what he had done. I told you guys for years I couldn't stand John McCain, the senator. He was a POS, piece of slime. Couldn't stand him. Now I understand why, how much I don't enjoy his, and, hey, they couldn't lo I loathe his father and another admiral in the military. All of these admirals, and you go ahead and you watch the video, they were, they were telling the USS Liberty survivors – if you speak about this because you have basically CIA top clearance about what they did, what the Israelis did to you, we're going to go ahead and have you put in Fort Leavenworth or worse. In other words, we're either going to have you put in prison for the rest of your life or we're going to kill you. That's what they were told. So these guys kept quiet, most of them, for 20 years. Then finally groups of them started getting it together. After they retired, they started talking about what had happened, and they went public with it after they basically had already retired from the military because they were scared to death they were going to be killed. And then to make matters worse, this thing gets sailed to Malta for seven days, you know, with a big hole in its side. They had patched it up and closed it off with the water sealed doors and all the other stuff, and it was able to go around five or six knots. It went to Malta where there was another – it could have gone to Crete in a few you – know, in a couple of days. They kept it almost a 1,000 miles away, and they had it sent to Malta. And what's ironic about this is all of the dead bodies were approximately 25 dead bodies down in the hole that had been soaking in salt water for a week, okay? They would not allow anybody else to come in and remove the bodies. They forced the sailors of the Liberty because they wanted to cover up to be complete. They forced the sailors of the ship to go remove the dead body parts and the pieces of the crewmen that were still down underneath in the bottom. I, you can't make this stuff up. And this, this whole thing was this giant cover up. And these guys are talking on the show last night on the docuseries. You've got to watch. And they were, they were, some of them were crying. 
and they were saying, I still can't deal with this. And the one guy goes, well, then we had to sail the ship back to the United States. And he goes, it was so weird. He goes, I could hear the voices of the men in the hole crying for help. Yeah, that's what he said. I could hear the voices of the men crying in the hole for help. Another guy says, three of them came and visited me one night, the ones who had died. They showed up in my bedroom. They were standing in my doorway crying for help. Yeah, that's the level of these guys, what they've gone through and the post-traumatic stress and what they saw and what they've been dealing with their entire life since 1967. As Lyndon Johnson, the piece of slime, McCain, Admiral McCain, the piece of slime, all of these admirals who are covering up for Johnson, Johnson committed treason. He committed treason in the United States, and I believe he committed treason also in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And he basically died just a few years later. Imagine that. And he went down as, in the history books as one of the worst presidents in the history of the United States. I remember when he gave his resignation speech. I was, I was like 12, 13 years old. I remember him doing it. I thought to myself, good riddance. I'm glad this guy's gone. And McNamara was up to his doggone eyeballs in the same mess. All of it was tied together with Mossad. All of it was tied to the Zionists and the White House with, with, with Johnson. And all of it was for the greater Israeli program. And they said in the, in the video last night that Johnson basically was Jewish. That he had, he had, his background was Jewish and that one of his grandsons or granddaughters or grandsons were being bar mitzvahed. And so all of this stuff is weird, but it ties together all of the stuff that I covered at the beginning of the show about the rebuilding of the third temple and how they want to have their antichrist brought back out. Guys, this is some weird stuff. Now remember, this same group of Kabbalist Luciferians controlled the world banks. They control the World Economic Forum. They control the central banks, and they control Hollywood and the media. That's why we're getting all of this filth out here today, and this is why they covered this stuff up because it was easy to cover it up because it was going back through their networks. And every single time these guys would try to come out and do an investigation with Congress, and for the first time in the history of Congress when a ship was sunk, there's always a congressional investigation. There was no congressional investigation. And then the captain of that ship, he was also involved in the cover-up because they promised him another stripe. And they promised him the Congressional Medal of Honor. Yeah, we're going to go to that level right now. We're going to talk about that, too. They promised him the Congressional Medal of Honor, in which this is the first time in the history of the Congressional Medal of Honor it was not given by the President of the United States. And it was given basically at a shipyard. And he came out and said later that he basically had been blackmailed or bribed and everything else to cover the whole story up of what had happened and how the Israel, Israelis had come in and basically openly attacked the ship over and over five thousand shells hit that boat guys listen to me it wasn't a couple hundred it was five thousand they were drilling it like a woodpecker trying to get it to sink those boys kept that ship afloat the liberty for a single incident is the most decorated ship in the history of the u.s navy because of what those boys went through but yet you never heard about what i told you about today i never heard about most of it until last night until i watched it i want to thank karen again for sending that but you guys have got to watch the entire four-part series. It will, it will rivet you to the chair. And I thought, wow, this is really well done. Best docu-series I've ever seen. But I want to cover that on the first segment with you guys today. Also, what do you think, Bud? What's your next story? You're exactly right. I mean, this is what we've seen is the constant lies, manipulation, propaganda, and just pretty much downright narrative that they constantly try to promote on a regular basis. This has been going on for decades after decades after decades, and the issue – the only issue, the only reason why things like this still continue to go on, just like we've seen with the Ukraine-Russian narrative and the list goes on, the scamdemic, is because people do nothing 
and they want to question nothing because they don't want to try to actually believe the real truth of what's going on. Because in most cases, in order to believe the truth of what's really happening, you actually have to address it in yourself. You actually have to look in and say, okay, what are they doing to me, and am I okay with it? And the answer is usually a resounding no. And the problem is if you can't do that or you don't want to do that or if you do that and you say, okay, well, I don't like it. Now I'm not okay with it, but I don't want to do anything about it. Now you've got this almost mental compromise in your brain because now you know somebody's lying to you. You know they're manipulating you, but yet you refuse to even say anything about it because you don't want to have any conflict or any problems or any issues down the line. They've done this now repeatedly through the mainstream media by eviscerating people and by basically discounting people and just completely and totally going in and just ridiculing anybody that actually questions stuff. They've done this repeatedly, and you know I've taken a ton of it. Dad's taken a ton of it. I still get it on a regular basis. Don't really care at all. It's just water off my shoulder. It doesn't make one bit of difference to me. But you always know, and I learned this. You always know. It's like old adage says, find out who you can't criticize, and you will find out who essentially is ruling over you. Anytime you start getting on topics that are kind of verboten, so to speak, they're kind of forbidden. You're not supposed to talk about them, and you start talking about them on an open platform, a big open platform, all of a sudden – You'll find out real quick what topics you're not supposed to talk about and what topics you're not supposed to bring up. And we do that here on this show on a regular basis. And this is why we took so much flack and so many patriots as well took so much flack last two years, especially at the beginning of the scamdemic when we started calling out the mandates and the mask requirements and the lockdowns and all of a sudden, it was like, no, you're you're a grandma-killing racist if you don't want to wear a mask. And the answer was resounding, no, I'm not going to, nor am I going to keep up with it. And we saw what happened as it went on, on and on and on. Remember when Bumbling Buffoon got on national television, well, it was just seven months ago, eight months ago, and he said, it's either vaxxed or masked. Remember that comment? And everybody goes, oh, man, so if I don't get the shot, I have to keep wearing a mask. I'm going to go ahead and get the shot. Remember how many people did it? I mean, I, I remember repeatedly how many people went out and got the shot. So I don't want to wear a mask anymore. And they continued to push the goalpost out further and further and further in order to get compliance with the shot. Then it was, oh, well, now you need it if you're in the healthcare industry or you work with the military or your contractor. You've got to get it. And it went all the way down to where they literally tried to force employers to mandate that their employees had to get the shot or they were going to be terminated. That doesn't sound very American to me, nor does that sound very patriotic or constitutional to me. And the answer was it was none of the above. It was absolutely a violation of the constitutional rights to go in and start forcing people to get an RNA gene therapy shot. And again, that is why I was so proud of so many people that I got emails from and people I talked to. And people came in the office and they said, no, I didn't get it. Some people got fired. Some people filed religious exemptions. Some people filed lawsuits. I know people that got attorneys involved. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, there's still a big chunk of the population that's not going to go along with this. That same chunk of the population can't let off right now. The patriot groups that are saying no, that are not complying, that are not submitting to this, have to continue to have that resolved. There's no more holding the line and being compliant and, okay, we're not going to have an issue. I talked about it last yesterday 
on our show when I was running solo about how the groups of individuals that are going out now and basically trying to push this unbelievably sick, perverted, transgender narrative, they're not holding their line. They're not going in and just trying to passively sit there and just kind of get what they want. They're going out there and they're blatantly doing full-blown invasion with bayonets fixed. That's where they're at right now. I mean, they're not slowing down at all. And that's why I told you guys in detail yesterday, absolutely you have to blast Attorney General Dana Nelson up in Michigan. If you're up in Michigan, she needs to be gone out of office. The fact that she had the audacity yesterday to start saying that drag queens are fun and that drag queens need to be in every single school because drag queens are healthy for young children shows that her level of perversion knows no bounds. That's where this is starting to go. And it's exactly what I'm going to talk about on Hagman's show tonight as well. Once you start allowing this perversion to go, and it can go from anything. It can be from this drag queen perversion to perversion of our DNA with these RNA experimental shots to all the way to violating our civil liberties and telling people that they can't be on a paddleboard out in the ocean by themselves because, well, it's science. Because there's a lockdown right now because of a virus that's got a 99.997% survival rate. You're not allowed to be out here by yourself paddleboarding. We're going to arrest you. Seen it happen. Watched it happen over here in Tampa with a guy that basically had a store right at the beginning of the COVID. Said blatantly, no, I'm not going to shut down my store. He sold game boards and cards and everything else, and they basically monitored him. Set up a sting operation. Went and arrested him because he wouldn't shut down his business. No. We're blessed the attorney general down here in Florida completely got involved and said this is an absolute atrocity. This is a massive abuse of power. We're dropping all the charges, and we're issuing an apology to this guy. You can't start doing this to people. But again, that's how far down it goes when this starts to have no, no, no restrictions, no checking balances, because all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing, as we've said before. And this is why a lot of people now – I've seen these, all these articles now popping up now. People are absolutely up in arms out in Kansas now, in Texas, and many other states about what happened with those cattle yesterday. And majority of the articles and public and comments and everything I've seen, the public isn't buying the claim that thousands of cattle died in Kansas all of a sudden due to climate change suddenly overnight. 10,000 of them died when it wasn't even overtly hot to an extent that it has been before. They're saying, dude, this is not okay. Something's obviously going on. In general, heat and humidity don't just drop 10,000 cattle dead in one night, one day. That happened like that. Now, you may have a huge portion of them drop off, but you don't drop off an entire herd across multiple regions and fields like that. doesn't happen. There's obviously something going on, and the thing about it is that I've started to notice now is more and more people are starting to go in and wake up. I saw an article earlier now, too, and they're saying now that Ford Motor Company, along with Chevy as well, they're starting to halt their sales of a lot of the new EV cars because of potential safety defects. Well, I've told you before, the only way that we slow this down is to not pie and not contract and not get involved with these EV cars. Let these manufacturers buy them, build them all they want. The more you support these cars, the more you are literally showing that there is a demand that they are creating for these cars to intentionally force people to get involved with being tracked 24-7 and be at the whims of the government to shut down an EV car or restrict your electricity or throttle down your power at any time they want. That is 
hundred percent where this is going in the next couple of years. I will bet you any amount of money on it, just like I did the beginning of COVID. I told you exactly what was going to happen. I laid it out in detail, and I was right. And I'm not saying it to be arrogant. I'm telling you, you do enough research, you figure out real quick what this EV world is about, and it has nothing to do with climate change or reducing the carbon footprint. It is all about control and monitoring. I talked to numerous people firsthand that have these cars or have owned these cars before, and they have all told me they are not what you think they are. They are basically glorified golf carts. They're great if you want to drive around town, if you're driving around Orlando, if you're all these little hipster places that have charging stations and you're going back and forth between you know work and you know school or something like that. They're just fine, even though they're still not free. You still got a lot of maintenance and it still costs you money, and you got to put a charger in your house and and and. But all of them have said there's no possible way to successfully travel across the country with any remnants of speed or confidence in these cars. Well, that tells me one thing and one thing only. These cars are being intentionally rolled out to make sure that people do not have the ability to travel freely unmolested on their way. It was funny when Dad and I were up in Tallahassee a couple weeks ago. We stopped basically the grocery store. And it was funny because there's, you know, they always put these charging stations like right up front. Because obviously it's the cheapest place to put them because they have to run least amount of electrical line out to them. So the EV cars get this like VIP treatment right up front. We pull up and park in another spot and I look at them. Both the electric charging stations have big signs taped on them. We are sorry at this time. Both of these are out of order. (laughs) I started laughing myself. I said, oh, that's successful. Glad those are working just fine. Glad I didn't have to charge my car up on a whim and I only have 10 miles left and I can't find a station around here to stop at. Nothing about the infrastructure can handle these. And Ford and Chevy are both running into issues because, guys, these vehicles catch on fire all the time. Tesla's been plagued with problems. That guy died a couple weeks ago because got in an accident. The car wouldn't unlock because all the electronics are basically all the all the doors are all electronic. Couldn't get out of the car. Car caught on fire. He burned alive. Lithium ion battery fire. That's that's horrific. Yeah, that's where this is headed right now. So this is why you have to constantly do your own research and don't just believe what everybody is telling you. Also, too, yesterday I told you in detail about this group now that suddenly the FBI can't seem to figure out who they are, even though they firebombed over 23 different uh birthing clinics all across the country this jane's revenge well now it's interesting a reporter was talking to nancy pelosi the hillbilly drunk yesterday and she refused to condemn the attacks on the pregnancy center by the terrorist group that has now blatantly come out and stated they will become more violent more aggressive until they get what they want until all birthing centers are either burned down or shut down Literally, I mean, this this is a true terroristic organization, and yet they were asking her about what you think about this, and she goes, I I believe in a woman's right to make the decision. Any other questions on another subject, because I'm not going to talk about that at this time. They asked her blatantly, what do you think about these buildings and stuff getting burnt down and these groups burning down? Refused to even answer it or condemn it, completely sidestepped it and didn't want to address it. Well, that shows you right there, guys. Who's behind, who's backing, and who's supporting this group? Right there in a nutshell, when you have somebody that refuses to even address a group like that, that refuses to even talk about it, when you're blatantly talking and dealing with a group that is a pronounced terrorist, 
they're telling you they're terrorists and they're going to do what they want until they get their way through means of terrorism. This is blatantly the Bolshevik Revolution, and we're seeing it in 2020 in the United States now. It's interesting to me that it's only been a little over 100 years since that happened in Russia, and yet we're watching the exact same tactics verbatim being done now just on a larger scale because when it comes to media and social media, there's a larger platform to do this now. But it's interesting to me, and that's why Dan and I have brought up the topics of that before with the Bolsheviks because, you know, the old adage says history always repeats itself, you know, and that's a lot of that's true. It does. In most cases, you'll see the same trends that occur very similarly every hundred years, and we've literally watched that now verbatim, and that's why it's not hard to figure out what their next moves are going to do and how you can stay prepared and vocal and push back against them, especially in your local communities and getting involved with people that you know and you know, city members, council members, senate, governor, make sure you're being proactive in states that you can make a difference in if you live there because it is very, very crucial right now. Everybody speaks their mind and lets people know that this is not okay with what's happening to them. What do you think? Well, you know, I, I like it, you know, about Nancy Pelosi, but I'm going to add something else to that as far as how you called her a hillbilly drunk. I would call her Nancy Pelosi, the uh, mafiosa queen, incredibly ugly, incredibly weird and liberal hillbilly drunk <laughs> i would call her i mean the get the woman is and we can't forget senile we have to throw a senile in there too and, and you're right austin they're turning everything upside down just like they did in the german cabarets and this is what happened and remember when the russian revolution happened it didn't just happen you know in a sterile environment it was pushed into western europe it was pushed into germany it was pushed into berlin and the same group of weirdo perverts that did the same did, did this to russia to destroy the orthodox church in russia they came into berlin and they set up the cabarets. This is the Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties were there. Everybody was having free sex. But the only problem was they didn't have condoms back then, and they didn't have birth control back then. So everybody started getting pregnant, and everybody started getting STDs. And so then, then there was sort of blowback from a social fiber of the society. I'm going to repeat this. This, this was I said that too fast. In the Twenties, they were having free sex. They were called the Roaring Twenties. They weren't expecting the massive increase in STDs and syphilis, the massive increase in pregnancies and unwed mothers. And so there was a massive societal blowback in the United States, particularly from the churches that had not been yet compromised with the Schofield Reference Bible about this is not the right way to live. The same thing happened in Germany. They did not want to have that filth, the cabarets in Berlin, where they had bestiality and all the other weird things right on stage where you could see it, and all of the filth of the perverts and the transgenders and the homosexuals. If you ever want to watch that, you can see part of that. They didn't show all of it in that movie Cabaret with Liza Minnelli, the other weirdo. It's another Hollywood weirdo. And there was only one good scene. There's only one good scene in that entire movie. And uh, you know the movie, you'll know exactly what scene I'm talking about. But the reality is, is that's what they've done. They've turned everything upside down. And it's what they wanted to do. You know, uh, my sister sent me this Bible verse the other day, and it's from the message bible so it's kind of extrapolated a little bit but it still says the same thing but it's basically in full words as far as how you would talk today and starting with verse one of psalm one it says how well god must like you you don't walk in the ruts of those blind as bats you don't stand with the good for nothings you don't take your seat among the know-it-alls instead you thrill to god's word you chew on scripture day and night. You meditate on it. You are a tree planted in Eden 
being fresh fruit, bearing fresh fruit every month, never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. You're not like all of the wicked who are mere windblown dust without defense in court, unfit company for innocent people. God charts the road you take. The road they take leads to nowhere. Well, you know, I'll say it this way, too. Their road leads to death, hell, and the grave. It does. That's where they go. And and so they have this group of people now, these Kabbalist Luciferians that basically have orchestrated the entire mess on the planet for thousands of years, being of the Nephilim bloodline, and they're the ones that are continuing to run world events and world affairs. Uh, Yesterday, I had a... uh, friend of mine who's a TV evangelist, but he's also a very hardcore Zionist. And I sent, sent a video to him about the about this USS Force doll and about you know about the liberty and all the other things that have happened. And and he he texted me back. Here's what he took from that. Here's what he took from the from the Liberty video that I sent him. Oh, you're a German, you don't like Jews. Most Germans don't like Jews. <laughs> I presented him a voice text back. I said, really? I said that's what you took from 5,000 rounds being sent into a United States military vessel that Germans don't like Jews. <laughs> I said, there are testimonies on this video from dozens of people that aren't German. I said, I'm not saying that I don't like Jews, but I sure the heck don't like what Israel did with the USS Liberty. I don't like that at all. And I, and I find it perversion. Another, 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 another priest has come in now and gotten all mad and said that, you know, that abortion is a Jewish right. And, of course, they do promote that through their talent. And, and, and the sad part about this is they're saying that now you cannot have abortion clinics open in your state because, you know, it's going against the freedom of religion of what the Jews want to have done because they're the big promoters of, of abortion. And I stop and I think about all this stuff and I go, wow, how far have the Jewish people fallen from in the very beginning when they were God's chosen people? And they were trying to walk most of the time, sometimes circumspectly with God in the Old Testament when Moses was having to keep him straight. And finally, at the end of Deuteronomy, God comes to Moses. I mean, comes to and I've read you this verse. said, by the way, they're going to follow other gods and they're going to do all these crazy things and they're going to fall away and they're going to get scattered. And I'm going to have enough of it. And you think, wow, how can that happen to these people that were, you know, God's chosen at one time? Because I really believe now Christians have become God's chosen people. And you have to ask yourself, it's all about freedom of choice, isn't it? And, you know, when you go to Tel Aviv, which is the number one homosexual destination in the world, you can see pretty much all manners of evil, kind of like the cabarets in Europe. And it's all legal there because they consider that to be freedom of choice. And, and what's also funny is this. I saw this this morning, and I, and, I've got, and I had to absolutely cover this because it was so bizarre. I sent it out to several of my friends, and, you know, and, and, and the, the question is rhetorical. What is wrong with these people? You, you know, I already know the answer because they're filled with Satan. They're, they're absolutely Luciferians. And, and here's what they are. Here's, this is from the Daily Mail. Full front page cover on the Daily Mail. How to have sex with monkeypox. Now, monkeypox is coming and it's happening all over the country. It is. It's spreading. And it's going through the gay community first. And you get these giant whelps all over you. I mean, it's some nasty-looking stuff. And, you know, now they're saying they're giving you the how-to primer on how to have sex with monkeypox. Now, this is from the CDC. This is the United States Center of Disease Control, basically that's completely and totally, how should I say, compromised. They released a bizarre guide, according to Daily Mail, telling patients how to keep their clothes on or stay six feet from their partner if the urge arises while infected. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're covered up with basically these huge lumps of boils all over your body and you expect your partner 
I guess whoever your partner is, according to this article, to be okay with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, I have leprosy. So, you know, I've, he's got this infectious skin disease. And so I'd like to go ahead and have sex with you, but we'll do it safely. And, and if I was a complete and total heathen, I'd pick up a dog on two by four, a baseball bat, and I'd say, if you come near me, I'm going to kill you. I'm, I'm not going to, you're not going to touch me, you weirdo. What's wrong with you? I mean, why do you want to have sex when you're basically diseased? Okay. Well, this goes on in more detail like this. I'm going to cover a couple of this. He says, okay. <laughs> he goes on to say, but for those who ignore the advice of not having sex, the agency's published a list of do's and don'ts under the sheets. Among those is to have sex while you're fully clothed. and sure all rashes are covered. Other advice is to wash your hands and clothes immediately afterwards. I'm leaving some of this out because it's so it's so it's so graphic. Uh, they also catch monkeypox by touching infections and skin lesions, but it can also be spread through the air during sustained sustained facial contact. So it's an airborne virus now on top of everything else. It can take up to four weeks for anybody to infect it, but the person can still transmit it before they start showing signs of the monkeypox. And then this is something that I wanted to say to you guys. You know, <laughs> it's saying that basically. If you have the inability to control yourself, this is what they're saying. It says, it says, if you basically don't have the ability to control yourself, you need to have a wall between the two of you. I'm not going to go into detail what it says. I'm going to post this article. And, and basically, you know, it says you basically have to get kind of weird. And it says, by the way, you're also don't be involved in casual sex or orgies or sexual contact, anyone outside of your household. And then it says something that really, I just started laughing. Sharon came into the living room this morning when I'm prepping for the show. She goes, why are you laughing? And I said, here's what it says. In a three-page memo, they told people to avoid casual sex or use or sexual with any outside their home if they're affected with monkeypox or been around anybody with monkeypox where they breathe the air of anybody with monkeypox. But in cases where this was not possible, they said that people should be creative and use physical barriers like walls. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, I start laughing. So you're infected with a disease that's unbelievably transmittable, but you can't control yourself not to have sex and go to orgies. It kind of sounds like gay bathhouses to me. And we talked about this the other day. This is another queer disease that they're being bringing to us, kind of like the AIDS was transmitted to the gay population in New York. And then, of course, they dumped the HIV virus. Of course, it was man-made also. And they dumped that into Africa with the World Health Organization trying to kill the population of Africa. This has been going on for a long time, by the way. And then when they couldn't kill the population in Africa because they were having too many babies before they died of AIDS, they kind of gave up on it. But now in some important portions of Kenya, you know, like 99% of the people in those cities, like in Nairobi, are infected with AIDS. Oh, yeah. Just, and they all die young and they leave their children homeless and fatherless and motherless and on and on and on and on. But, you know, you look back at this and you think to yourself, how in the world could this have happened? Well, I'm glad you ask. And that's another question that's kind of rhetorical, but it also has scripture that backs it up, too. And, and I pulled this verse, these verses up today, and I want to read a few of them to you. It says, uh, let me start at the top of this list, Isaiah 5, 20 to 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who do call evil good and good evil. To 2 Timothy 4.3. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, 
but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, Matthew seven twelve. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. In other words, they're saying that if you're going to wish something happens to somebody else, you better be praying good things for them because it's also going to happen to you. First Corinthians. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? This is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 11. For those of you who don't understand and who haven't done a lot of Bible study, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, the idolaters, adulterers, or men who practice homosexuality. I'm going to repeat it. Or men who practice homosexuality. Okay, in case you didn't get it. Or men who practice homosexuality. Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed and you were sanctified and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. First John 2, 15-17. Do not love the world or the things of this world. And by the way, it's interesting. I watched a movie the other night. It was basically called Tank, I guess. It was with Brad Pitt. I picked up the DVD for free, used for 33 cents, and I was watching this. And it basically – Brad Pitt quotes this verse right before he gets killed by an SSS group. Okay, an SSS group because First John 2, 15 through 17. I guess they had to put a little bit of scripture in with this group. Uh, Do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes of pride and possessions is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Mark seven twenty to 23. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. Far from within is out of the heart of a man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Now, I'm going to go ahead and put the rest of these on the website. I'm going to post it on, on the website to the Health Masters News Feed. Guys, have a great weekend. Make sure you listen to Austin tonight on Hagman. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. I know it's been a kind of a different show for me today, you know, talking about the stuff from 1967, also talking about this weird stuff with the monkeypox. But guys, keep your hearts and minds on Jesus, for he is the answer. He is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith. I love you guys. Awesome. Finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. You know, We go into another weekend. We've got July 4th coming up again. I hope everybody remembers what this entire aspect of far as uh, I guess you call it a holiday, Remembrance Day, on what this country has always been based on. And remember that it only takes a few generations to completely lose what yet numerous generations <laughs> fought and died for for many, many, many years. And we're seeing that now. This is kind of one of the last generations that are really going to hold anything up here. That's why they're going after the children so much. That's why they're trying to go after the patriots. That's why they're trying to pretty much criticize and ridicule anybody that questions the narrative right now because they know this is the final phase. If they can't get this in, this is going to be a lot longer. And that's why I encourage you, keep raising resistant Americans, you know, dragon slayers. Keep raising the little men and little women of this country that are going to do what they need to do to stand up for truth and freedom. Because, quite frankly, if we don't, these communist groups, they're going to raise them for us. And they've already showed everybody what happens when they raise their children. 
This is why they're continually, constantly promoting this perversion on a regular basis. So protect your kids, my friends. Also, to another news, I found this interesting. This just came up earlier this morning. We'll see what happens with this. The British government has now ordered the extradition of Julian Assange to the United States to face spying charges. The WikiLeaks founder is expected to appeal, but Home Security Preeta Patel signed the extradition order today. Her department said following a British court ruling, the Home Office sent a statement that U.S. courts have not found that it would be oppressive, unjust, or an abusive power to extradite Assange. So get ready for this. This is either going to be something that completely gets buried and nobody talks about it, or they're going to use this as a giant I guess another platform stage to get everybody riled up and back and forth so they can have their back and forth narratives. I mean, this is always what they have to do. They always have to put a dividing topic in and get people to fight and argue about it. This is what they do with numerous topics, and they do a great job at it. And at the same time, all everybody is really talking about is, well, should we really protect our rights or should we give them away? And that's really what it comes down to. A lot of the stuff that Assange put out was active information that the public had the right to know about 100%. And this is the problem you start running into when you have covert intel governments like the CIA. They're spooks. They don't want anybody knowing what they're doing. That's why they operate the way that they do. And they don't ever want their activity known. So continue, my friends, to get the truth out there. Continue to stand strong. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the specials on there. We've got more organic food buckets in along with the Purple Stick case lots. Resveratrol on sale. Muscle Blast on sale. Have a great weekend, my friends. Stay strong. Stay frosty. Continue to train, exercise, keep your body strong. And I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.